I think you probably take that for granted being a properly trained educator. People like me, we have to be more careful about that because we might have brilliant ideas or genius level awareness of some things, but not exactly sure how to relate that to the end consumers. If I'm an executive and I had the opportunity to get an app that was kind of getting me started on that journey, that would be a a bit of a no brainer. It could be done free or it could be its own product. It's such a clear metric. It's not fuzzy or you you never get that. I'm not sure if it's valuable or not factor. A lot of people come to us sometimes and there's grandiose plans for what an app could look like. And I'm just there to say, hey, what if we simplify this down into this bare bones kind of product? Could that be valuable to your customers? I think that is the secret. Okay, so it sounds too good to be true. It sounds too easy. How can we complicate this a bit? How can we complicate it? <laughs> like, what's the catch? This is James Schramko. James Schramko here. Welcome back to my podcast. This is episode 1043. Today, I'm chatting with my good friend, longtime associate, Jared Robinson. Welcome back. Hey, James. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. Our last episode we recorded was 973, and I'll reference that because we're still on a similar topic, but a different purpose. In that one, we're talking about how to use no-code apps. That was sort of signaling the change in the landscape where you don't need to be a coder to have your own apps. In fact, I'd say since that episode, there's been leaps and bounds in code generation with AI to the point where if you can talk, <laughs> you can have things created. It's like it's really getting quite easy, but that doesn't um, make everything easy. Of course, you've got to know what to actually get coded or how to actually code. And of course, you make it very easy for people with theappmatch.com. That's your website where they can have their own apps. But what I'm interested in is how are people using this ability to have easy access to an app? So we've, we're out of the days where you've got to spend $150,000. That's gone. Or 100000 or 50000 or 35000 Like when someone says to me, oh, no, app, well, expensive, difficult. I'm like, no, actually not anymore. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can still do that, but most people don't need to. Right. And that's kind of the important point. Well, let's talk about most people. You run the appmatch.com. You have users on that platform creating their own various types of applications without the need to be coders, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Very low monthly rental or whatever they pay. What are they using it for? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've traditionally helped people build solutions for their existing products or memberships. You know, they might have already got a product and they wanted to give some app-related access. So that's one path. But one thing that we've observed really heavily in the last couple of years is people choosing to build new products from kind of stale content that they have sitting around on their hard drive. You know, think of all the eBooks and stuff that we've made over the years, James, and content pieces. There's stale gold nuggets and we've observed that some of the people that have taken those things and build out just simple apps that get someone to, from point A to point B, maybe on a recurring value prop, have had some really good success. And it, it doesn't even need to be more sim- like, more complex than that. Okay, so talk me through this. So, like Just to your point, when I changed out of my old cart, I mean the old one, I still had, <laughs> up until last year, I had subscriptions on my older cart that had been going for... 14 years, there were so many products in there when we, was, when we <laughs> shut that down. It was like, it was as long as my arm, the products that I'd created, one-time products, there were so many. 
over the years, I'd gone back through and recycled my own products. So, so many people talk about creating stuff, but not many people talking about deleting stuff or repurposing stuff. Today's fair and square into the repurpose category. So what I've done in the past is take my old products, redo them as newer products in my paid community. But I have recently even taken the next approach, and this is where I want you to tell me where this is good or bad. I've noticed changes. We've got, we've got people out there like Almosi, et cetera, giving away free courses and stuff, and, I'm, and we've got AI tools where you can almost – Teach yourself anything you want if you can ask it properly. So I thought, I'm going to take my old products and I'm going to remake them as YouTube videos. I've even got this, I've got one here written down on a big piece of paper. I've written down my topic and <laughs> I'm basically recycling my old products and making front-end YouTube content leading to my paid product. Now, where would an app be an alternative or, you know, or good or bad compared to that strategy? Well, I mean, it makes sense to do that because most of our, uh, what's the Pareto principle of our content? There, there would be one, wouldn't there? The, the 80-20, it is because, I mean, as a fact, I created a brand new training pretty much every month for about seven years. So oh, it's even to think about that. <laughs> I'd open up a slide deck, I'd create a new product and I'd deliver it live, record it, and that was a product. Now I would recycle some of them out to the public and I would do that based on which product was more popular with my members. There were some classic products that just people loved more than the others. The one that actually went really well was like how to double your income and halve your work hours. Of course. Which I presented at the Tropical Think Tank event where I met you. Mm. And that became Work Less Make More. That was the foundation of that. That came from a, a monthly training, just one of the monthly trainings. But as as it turns out, some of them just go all the way. And so the easy answer that I would say to someone is go and look at your inventory of what you've already created and see which one sold the most or which one had the most views if it was in a forum like mine, which one did people put into your, uh, you know, your folklore of your community or culture. So a lot of people talk about own the race course. That was probably my most popular one. They loved traffic grab. Then there was plenty that I created that just didn't really take off for whatever reason. They may not have been broad enough or hit enough people uh, where it had an impact. And so luckily I didn't bet my house on one of those products. I could just <laughs> keep delivering them and see what took and then magnify and, and tune those up. So sure. I guess what we're saying is if someone's already created stuff, the data should be available to give an indication yeah. as to which one is the most likely, hypothetically, to be well-received if you were to reapply it to some other format. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's a few ways you could do that. So in your case, putting out this YouTube content, um, leading people to your paid products, the app itself could be the free product that gets someone from A to B in a result of some description and leads them to the, the, the higher up products. So is that the lead magnet from the free content? Could be the lead magnet. Yeah. So under each video is like download the app for free to get more content like this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you what is it where you teach people to stop smoking through hypnotism? Now, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but maybe that's your content and you've got all these videos over years and you put it into a product, which is 30 days to stop smoking and it's done as an app and it works them through 30 days. I mean, I just made that up on the spot. I don't know if that's possible or not, but you get the idea. You take some content, give it a discrete path and you know get people through the end result and that could be the product. Right. You could actually charge for that thing as well as a one-off or a 
ongoing. Just depends kind of the content you're putting in. Yeah, I think I've got a case study lined up where we're going to be talking about to one of your clients, actually. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> That's right. And they, they were so excited. They told me, hey, you wouldn't believe this, but I got in touch with Jared. Uh, he helped me out with an app and we got this result. And I'm like, would you share that with my audience? And he said, yeah, sure. And so that's booked in and I'm excited to bring that because I do like this idea of talking about things that we've actually done and actually seen. And and when we make a claim to back it up with proof, sure. this will be undeniable when it comes out because it was a, it was a great result. But I imagine you're seeing others like that. Yeah. Like just the idea of you've got some content, how can you package it up in a way that gets someone a result? It's really all it's, all it's about, isn't it? How can you impact people positively? And even if you did that just on a once-off, you could charge for that because that's worth something. But if you can do it on a recurring basis, then you could probably charge a monthly or yearly subscription for that thing. And these things stack up and they become snowballs. Um, you know, I'm always thinking about the people that we know, James, that have built large social media followings. Oh, yeah. And what do you do? What's the typical next step? What is it? Yeah, well, I guess a lot of them will have, we hear about lead magnets, right? They'll lead people to either a paid offer or a book or a cheat sheet or a course. It's often a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. In my case, actually, I'm driving a lot of people to a free book. Yeah. But then the next thing that I have is a paid recurring thing. And over time, that paid recurring thing will be at a certain starting point. At the moment, it's $99. But I imagine I'll probably start at $1,000 soon within the next six months because it, it's just where I'm getting the most impact with the people that I like working with the most. And of course, I drive people to my partner's products and services, you know, as a surrogate because <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not going to go and set up an app business, but my mate Jared, who was a school teacher with a thousand apps and all this um, <laughs> savvy about it, I'd rather let them know about you for you to help them and, and I can still be a partner in that. So I've found my sweet spot business model. But I think, I think what, you, what I'm hearing is it's a nice bridge between free social media or YouTube content and a higher ticket program is a small recurring app, which is just repackaging the things they've already got. Yeah, it might already be live on your blog free but you curate it into a more meaningful experience you put some filters on it you put some better design thinking around the experience and you get the ability to charge an ongoing fee for it and you know no more of those lumpy sales when you're sending your ebook promotions you get this recurring kind of benefit which you've spoken to a million times mm. but you can do that at a low low price points it doesn't have to be hundreds of dollars Per month, it can be kind of really low uh, smoke snowball. So I like I like the idea that we're still being able to monetize content in a world where people are probably burnt out of buying two thousand dollar courses. And you know, I do. I subscribe to apps like I'm in iTunes Match, and we'll probably have some kids apps like kids painting or something like that. Look, if I look at my phone, I'm I'm subscribed to Aura. I'm subscribed to My Fitness Pal. I'm subscribed to Two surf weather forecasting apps there you go um, and they're all low ticket subscriptions are these ones done in the apple marketplace yeah 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 so you get obviously the benefit of apple's billing infrastructure which is i think a huge advantage because mm. it's it becomes seamless to purchase so easy that you just you know you use your face it's almost too easy isn't it just and you're done and if the billing fails then it's apple that chases that up and um, it's a very, very good experience for, um, you know, billing infrastructure. But 
yeah, they're all low price points typically, aren't they? You're not spending $1,000 a month on these little, but they're all giving you some real reason why you choose to continue subscribing to them. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it sounds too good to be true. It sounds too easy. How can we complicate this a bit? How can we complicate it? <laughs> <laughs> like what's the catch? What's involved in this? Like between the idea, we go, oh, Jared, that's amazing. I want that. I've got so much content to actually getting that recurring Apple subscription income. What has to happen in between that? What does it look like? Well, you can book a call with us. We can certainly help you match content that you already have to product opportunities. So that's that theappmatch.com forward slash match. But really what we're talking about is simplifying the things that you might have. It's like a lot of people come to us sometimes and they've got these grandiose plans for what an app could look like and they're really complex. And I'm just there to say, hey, what if we simplify this down into this bare bones kind of product made at a recurring subscription, could that be valuable to your customers? Kind of reining them back. So I think that is the secret. What is the simplified version that gets a result that you can charge an ongoing amount for for people? How do they technically do that? Like, let's say they're in touch with you, the appmatch.com. They say, I want to go ahead. How does the content get in the app? How does that work technically? Yeah. So they might provide us whatever the content is. Well, let's say I'm a, let's say I make healthy recipes. Got it. Yeah. Um, so you would give us a PDF probably or an Excel file or something, your blog post, your RSS feed. We've had all of it before. So any format. Yeah. Cause that's the, that's the challenging part, like getting it into the right format. So it can be uh, in an app. Our team just abstracts all that away. And all you have to do is focus on getting excited about telling your customers that you've got this app coming soon that is going to solve these particular problems for people. And yeah, we help you launch it and go from there. But we just try and abstract away all that challenge so that people don't have to even think about the tech, even though it's no code and you could theoretically build it yourself. If we do it, then all you see is your app come to life uh, on the demo form. And what about things like artwork, design, applications to the platforms? Yep, all of that covered too. So we'll build icons or the screenshots and marketing imagery. Um, we kind of know what works best after hundreds of apps built in different niches and things um, covered. The goal is just, yeah, you've got good content. Let's just amplify that in app form. And you don't even need to think about the Apple, the Google, the this, the that. You just, you know, no bells and whistles anymore. Just the impact that you have for your audience. Abstracted away the difficulty. And it's a monthly fee? Monthly or yearly, yeah. So, it, And it depends. If Yep, so you pay monthly or annually. And, and as long as you pay, it's up there. Yeah, and if you've got a competent team member who can read and point a mouse, then based on our last call, you can build your own app. And I'm, you're going to have um, one of the, the people from our client list come on soon, and they built their own app. Wow. So they, they actually did that with our guidance and support. So it really speaks to how accessible it's become. And it really comes down to if you've got some good content, then an app is a great vehicle to kind of amplify that and monetize it. Are you into performance deals yet? I'm just curious. <laughs> sure, I uh, could be. I mean, it's something that could certainly happen because based on some of the impact of these, I've been blown away at how big they can become when you've got these low price points and lots of kind of customers that could get them. So what's the sort of starting point or the size business we would want to have or the amount of content we need to have in our back catalogue for this to be a viable option? Well, I, I reckon there's something to think about the size of the audience that you regularly communicate. That's probably a big factor. 
Uh, if you work with five people every month and that's it, and you've got to, you know, maybe you charge thousands of dollars with those people, it probably doesn't make sense to build an app for those five people um, because you could leverage an existing kind of tool, you know, to, to coach them through. But typically we've got an audience of, you know, hundreds or thousands and you're wondering how you can get value from the largest amount of those people at a small price point, potentially, it could be really a good play in that space. Um, some of the people that come to us have audiences in the, in the millions. Mm. And it's just like, I don't have anything close to that in my own education business. It's about 20K. But yeah, in the millions, this thing is like a home run um, waiting to happen. It's like the perfect fit. So I, I think you just need an audience that you can communicate to that's bigger than five people, you know, that you regularly communicate with. So I'll tell you about a, um, a scenario. Let's say I've got a friend. He's a personal trainer who now has turned his attention to coaching executives on fat loss in particular. Let's say he's got 50 or 60 clients, but he's got a pretty big following on social media because that's where he gets them from, especially LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And he's just started making some short video content. Now he's got a white labeled app. At the moment, he's piggybacked some fitness app where he can at least give lesson plans to clients and create a chat room for them, which I think makes a lot of sense. And I like I, I actually makes sense. I insisted that he pays the extra hundred dollars a month for his own logo to be put over the top of that because you'd be insane not to. Would he create an app for his business on the front or middle part of this as a point between the LinkedIn social media and before them becoming a client? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to me. If I'm an executive and I had the opportunity to get an app that was kind of getting me started on that journey, not solving the whole problem or maybe solving part of the problem, that would be a a bit of a no brainer. It could be done free as purely lead gen, or it could be its own product. Like these things snowball, they could become the main product if you had enough people. Like exactly true. When I think about him where he's good is his information is rock solid, fully researched and validated with lots and lots of results. So it's very easy to establish that the technique works, but where people, and especially I'll put myself in this category, won't get the results with just the information is we don't have this guy standing over us, keeping an eye on us, <laughs> driving us. So I think the information is valuable and a transformation is possible. However, if you were to pay extra to have someone customizing your data, giving you the exact metrics to hit and then chasing you to make sure that it's happening or looking over your shoulder, then that's a, a really good upgrade. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a path. So that, that makes sense. What other examples have you seen come through the system that stand out for you and think, wow, this, this is a scenario that I like? Ones recently that I thought this is really cool and they're charging a weekly amount mm-hmm. is for tipping. Now they're into the horse racing kind of space, gambling. I mean, they don't, you don't do the gambling in the app, but they provide the tips and the insights around horse races. And they've just monetized that into a recurring weekly subscription where every, I can't remember, Friday they get the latest tips <laughs> and people are paying for that. And this is his first business. They better get the money on Friday before the weekend. <laughs> so they get the, this is what to, you know, we think are the best horses to bet on for that particular week. In my niche, which is the PE teacher niche, where I've done this over and over and over again, we have a smaller version of our main membership, which is the one that you helped me set up in 2015, years and years ago. We have a, a 
what's it called? A downsell, mm-hmm. essentially. That's it. Which is an app. <laughs> and it's $2 a month. And it has some of the content that makes up the main one. And it's doing really well. It's done purely through the app store. And it's for people in our audience who could never do the above one. Okay. So just like someone hears that $2 a month, right? And they're thinking, <laughs> Jared, are you off your rocker? Like, I want you to put this in real terms. What would that little, let's call it a little oil well, right? It's just pumping out. It's It's got $2 a month subscriptions, which could such low friction. I imagine it's not queried that hard on the credit card statement. For sure. What does that bring into your life? Does that put a, a meal on the table a couple of days a week or does it get you a, a brand new LP every week to satisfy your music <laughs> collection or does it put gas in the car? It is the, it's the reason I have the business I have. That, that is the reason, those type of products recurring subscription at low price points. Now, we have a couple of higher price point ones, but it's the low kind of price point ones that have led me to this, you know, the ability to talk about it. And that's a, it's a lot to do with the market, right? You're in a pretty big market, big tuition yep. market, sports tuition for younger people, I suppose. Yeah, PE teachers, there's, there's lots of them. So you can bet they're going to be around too in the future. Let's hope so. We're going to have some unhealthy kids floating around. And But who pays for this, the consumer or the school? I've got both scenarios. Um, the one that I'm talking about at the moment would be B2C. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking of an example. You know, We've got someone who they don't have an enormous business. They, it's more of a hobby kind of project. They've done really well. They have a recurring subscription kind of amount that's in the, you know, a couple of thousand a month. And for them, that's a that's a big deal. Mm. So it, it kind of works at all levels. If you've got a really big business and you've got a large audience, then you could probably benefit from having some. Well, that's, that's my point. Look, $1,000 a month in some places, that would actually cover rent. 100%. It could definitely cover a car payment. It could probably help you with a geared property investment mm-hmm. or a share portfolio, right? So it's not to be sneezed at. And these are just on the side and using the stuff you've already got. That's the point. Correct. That's the point. And so I'm just, I'm here thinking, gosh, you know, like I'm almost obsoleting most of my old training because the real focus for my current setup is the group calls, which is the peer to peer value exchange. And of course, me, I'd like to think the personal mentoring is highly valued, of course. I'm not leveraging the rafts of content that I've created. That's why I was thinking, oh, I'll just make YouTube content. But I like this in between step because I do love a good recurring subscription. I do. I just do. It's probably the greatest lesson I've ever had online is that recurring wall of income that is predictable and reliable that I've enjoyed since the beginning of 2009 is when, I mean, I started my recurring subscription marketing agency in 2008, but my first membership was 2009. And when you combine those and stack them together and it is just magic. It is. It's the most magical business model. And you're providing an easy pathway. So we can't say that the tech's too hard. We can't say the tech's too expensive. We can't say we don't know where to go. And we can't say that we don't like recurring income subscription. So really it just comes down to do we actually have some content already? But what if we don't even have content? Is it something we would bother making content for? Yeah, we've seen that too. So we've seen some people make specific content for a goal that they have in mind. And it's, you know, really, it depends. If you do that matching session with us, 
at theoutmatch.com forward slash match, we can pretty quickly kind of work out and get a feel for the type of app that that could be. Maybe it's a course, maybe it's uh, like recipes or it's a guide or it's some sort of, you know, mix of all of those things. Um, the best solutions that we see that become no brainers are those that turn the app into the product rather than making it free and then making it like a bit more abstract about whether they're getting lead flow through. And like, if you just sell this thing and turn it as a product itself, you'll know pretty quickly how valuable it is for your business. Uh, and that's what I kind of lean people towards. It's such a clear metric. It is. It's like you make sales or you don't make sales. It's not fuzzy or you never get that. I'm not sure if it's valuable or not factor. Yeah. Yep. You know, also something I like about you, Jared, when I send referrals to you, they're quick to come back and tell me, no, Jared said this isn't a good idea for me. And I'm like, I just love that about you. You'll say, you'll tell them if it's, if you think it's good or not based on what you've already seen. And just like a, it's almost black and white. There's no Pollyanna. It's going to work for absolutely everybody. I think it comes down to how good your content is. You've said this a, a number of times, even in this particular episode, if you've got good content. Yeah. And it sounds like if you're clear about how your content might transform people and you could structure it in a particular order. And I, I think you probably take that for granted being a properly trained educator. You know, you've, you've done your teacher training. You look at stuff and think, well, these need to be arranged in this way to deliver this learning outcome and all of this. Like <laughs> people like me, we have to be more careful about that because we just we might have brilliant ideas or genius level awareness of some things, but not exactly sure how to relate that to the end consumer. So do you help people with things like structure, organization or suggestions? For sure. It's just an inherent trait I think that I kind of have. And sometimes that's to my own detriment um, when I'm too critical of my swim teacher for my daughter or things like that. But I'm like, I don't pity your swim teacher or your daughter or whatever. Like you- I don't say things because I, I, I understand. But yeah, it is. It's something that um, is part of this experience for sure. And yeah, we like it. With the end of the end of the day, I'm only wanting to help people build an app if I think it's going to drive an ROI for them. And the easiest way to show them an ROI is sell the app and do it. But if it's other means, then that's also something that we can help with. But I'm not going to pretend like it would work for everyone in every scenario and get a sale for no reason because it's just not how I operate. Love it. I love that we're two Aussies here and we both have swim teachers for our kids and like that, that's just normal for us, I'm sure. Yeah. It might be news to some cultures. We love our swim teacher, Frankie. She's amazing and um it's such a good experience for a child to be able to have access to good education. For me, it's always a reminder. If you want to get really good at something, pay an expert to take you through the steps in a proven, validated structure that gets a repeatable outcome. So find someone like Jared if you want help with an app. Find someone like me if you want a mentor for your business. Jared, the link is theappmatch.com forward slash match. I'm chatting with Jared Robinson here. PE teacher turned software <laughs> empire. Uh, I don't know what else. You- well, we have another one for sale at the moment. And the reason we're able to do that, James, is we turned it into a recurring subscription. And you probably don't even remember it. It's just a comment we spoke about in 2015. Hey, you should just turn that thing recurring. And we did. And now it's up for a you know, couple of six-figure amount. And it's because of its recurring nature. It solves a problem on a recurring basis and we can sell it. So that's another reason I like these because can sell them and so it doesn't have to be branded around your person it could be yeah and like a lot of yours right you 
Am I imagining this? Or at one stage, you had your own PE dance tracks and stuff like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did. Yeah. I love it. We've done it. <laughs> you are the, it one of the most um, prolific people I deal with, and I love. I just love it. Well, I had to get rained in a lot, and that rained in is kind of ended up here. Come from you, and it's ended up in the recurring app software. Help people, or you know, help people get a result through recurring software. That's kind of the niche at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's been for a while. Like I've seen you, I've tracked you over well, pretty much a decade, uh, and I've seen where it ends up, and that's why we're chatting. <laughs> I, I love it. Always fun. I think we should have you on a little more often. If you're listening to this and you want Jared to come on more often, send me a question for him. <laughs> Demand we get more of the Jared on this episode uh, in an upcoming show. Uh, I'd love to have some insights into that. I will get that case study on the podcast. So that's going to come through and we're going to hear what Jared's magic can weave for someone else. And uh, appreciate it always, Jared. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, mate. See ya. This is James Schramko. 